Any win in Regina is a good win. Welcome <laughs> back inside Game Day Winnipeg. This is Game Day After Dark. Darren Balming alongside my co-host on Bonfire Midweek. That will be tomorrow at 7.30. Zach Schnitzer. What's going on, Schnitz? Well, like you said, hey, Schnitz, I love that, Darren Balming. Again, folks, we were going to call this the Schnitz Bomb Show. I don't know, man. <laughs> we are this I, close. It won't, it won't let me go. It won't leave me, but I'm, I'm going to... Hey, Donnie C's on there, sign guy. Shout out to you, buddy. Listen, like you said, we won in Regina. I don't care if it's a preseason game. I don't care if it's you and me and a couple of buddies going oh, go and scrimmage a couple of their season ticket holders. If we win at Mosaic, it's always a beautiful day. It's always a beautiful night. So, oh, is that something on my finger? I was just scratching my nose and, uh, oh, yeah, right. Girl. It's my beautiful. <laughs> it's my beautiful championship ring. Oh my! We're gonna talk more about this another time because we got some exciting stuff with the, with the rings, Darren. Yeah. But oh my goodness, this ring is out of this world. Uh, now I will say one thing about the ring, Darren. I know we want to get to the to the preseason game, the big victory over uh, the Rough Riders, but like. I pulled this out of the box the other day. Good You're buddy, excited, good, hey? <laughs> good buddy. Yeah. Good buddy, Alex Sarnitsky. He drops it off because I couldn't make it to FanFest. My daughter had two birthdays that day. I don't know why her friends didn't ask me or consider, like, what was going on in our life. But uh, drops it off. I open the box. My wife takes a video of me, which I'll share at some point. I'm almost in tears, Darren, because this thing is a thing of beauty. Like, the 19 ring was good. This is better. This is, like... That was a 7 out of 10 for me, but it was exciting because we hadn't won in 30 years. This is right. a 10 out of 10. And and she, the first thing she says is, that is hideous. <laughs> I'm like, because we were talking before, Darren, to her, it's a piece of jewelry. To me, right. it's a symbol. Right. The more bling, the better, man. And, and I, 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 I'll say this. I, I brought it around work today just as a joke when I was taking breaks and getting some coffee and Every female, not to generalize, but every female colleague, that none of them were football fans. They're like, what is that? Are you trying to kill somebody? And then I brought it to a couple buddies there, and they're like, the brass knuckles. look at that. Whoa. <laughs> so uh, that was super funny. But hey, we're here. Nice to talk to you. Uh, we're here again. I, I want to do this every day. I miss this. And uh, yeah, big win in Regina. So yeah. uh, it was great. Uh, I it. thought I thought the Bombers, you know, uh, you could call it the, you know, the number two squad, yeah. uh, the prep team, whatever you want to call it. Of course, there were a handful of starters there, but no Zach Kolaris, no starting offensive line, no Big Hill or Jefferson or Jeff Coat or, uh, you know, Winston Rose or, or Nick Taylor, or all of those big impactful players among many. Yeah. Uh, but they looked pretty good. 25-16 win uh, in the battle of the backups, I'll call it, for the Winnipeg yeah. Blue Bombers, uh, Dakota Prukup. Uh, and Drew Brown. We'll get into their numbers, what we saw from them. This is what I'm really excited about. Uh, big shout out to Jeff Hamilton of the Winnipeg Free Press. We got a little bit of post-game audio. Um, I just listened to head coach Mike O'Shea on the OB post-game show. Effort, energy, this game was to measure grit. Uh, in regards to those things, Mike O'Shea used the word, quote, fantastic. So he was happy with uh, the performance overall uh, by the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and, and some of those guys. 
I'll, I'll start with this, Zach. You know, before we get into the defense and the run game, I definitely want to talk about, uh, and the quarterbacking, there are a lot of receivers that oh, are going yeah. to be like for, for Buck Pierce and for Kevin Burgoyne and for Mike O'Shea and for Kyle Walters to go, huh? you know, do we like his speed? Do we like his hands? Well, he's been really good in meetings. He's been sh- like BJ Muckleveen, yep. uh, uh, Jackson, Nunn, Harrison yep. with the touchdown. Uh, yep. You know, uh, the, the man named after the Burger King burger, uh, Wap Fillier, um, he, a lot of these guys looked really good and that's not off the arm of Zach Kolaris. They looked really good, uh, off the arm of, of Dakota Prukup and Drew Brown. And Dalton Schoen shows up again. Yes, he did. Just one catch. He, he had the one catch, but he, but here's you notice something else too. Yeah. He like we're missing Darvin Adams, right? And Darvin Adams was was um, relegated to a number three receiver, number four because of Kenny Lawler last year. Right. But but Darvin Adams was a blocker, mm-hmm. and Dalton shown I thought threw a really nice block on that huge run from Dakota Prukop, thirty uh, eight yard run from from the shadows of our own goalpost. I believe it was the second quarter. So. That impressed me too, man. Like we are, you said it, we are deep as heck at receiver. Quick shout out. I see the Canadian football countdown guys are up there. Uh, nice. Shout out to uh, Mr. Coop and Mr. Garrell and, and Mr. Stewart. There's one other guy I think now. I think they have like a whole posse now. So uh, great podcast. If you're looking for more CFL content, they're throwing down a CFL podcast network. What is it called now? Fantasy. It's late, guys. Fantasy contest, and I'm going to be in it, representing Bonfire Sports. So stay nice. tuned. Anyway, you, you, you better got, you hold got... it. You better hold it down, man, because when it comes to fantasy football, Canadian <laughs> or American, I got a bit of a uh, standard set for Do Bonfire you? Sports. Well, yeah, Uh-oh. you better bring it this year, man. That's all I'm saying. Um, but thanks to everybody for joining uh, Game Day After Dark and the chat. Thanks for joining us on Game Day Winnipeg earlier with the legendary Chris Walby. We'll do that before every game all season. We're going to do this Game Day After Dark after every game all season. And the show's all about you out there. So chime in, get into the live chat. Uh, if you're watching on Twitter or uh, on Facebook or, or or YouTube, you should be able to, to live chat in all those places, but you can also hit the hotline. Just look above 816-TIPS. That's 816-8477. You can call, leave a voicemail. If you leave a voicemail, we'll play it on the show. So if like you're watching the game live or you're at the game, say on June 10th against the Red Blacks, and you don't like a call on the field or you're really impressed with somebody or you you got a gripe you want to air out uh, or you got a question, call the number, leave a voicemail and, and we'll get to that on game day after dark or we'll get to it uh, on Bonfire Midweek. Uh, the show's all about you. So thanks to everybody for being uh, in the live chat. Uh, Floyd Forever watching live on YouTube is what is the news on Winston Rose? Um not too many reports came out of practice, but I had a little piece up. You can check out uh, just a brief video uh, on our YouTube page, and it, it just kind of outlines this. Um, spotted in a walking boot uh, and no update from head coach Mike O'Shea. I do have an update there uh, on a couple other veteran Blue Bombers players and if they'll be ready uh, to play on June 10th. So check that out uh, for an update on them. But uh, here's the deal, Zach. When it comes to walking boots, 
it can mean something bad. It can mean just precautionary. And I'm led to believe it's probably not something serious for Winston Rose. Oh, it's retired guy. Floyd. No forever. way, Brian. Okay. So this retired guy, can guy. Stay up late as he wants. He's retired. That's right. That's he right. He can nap. He was have a little, have a little uh, coffee with brunch tomorrow. Uh, but, <laughs> but Winston Rose in the walking boot, I, I don't think it's too much to be concerned about. We're going to wait for Mike O'Shea to speak on that, but um, yep. You know, uh, th that's where Winston Rose is at, but you know, if you look at some of the, the players today, Zach, is there any DBs that, that stood out to you? Uh, Javon Jackson, Corey Strotter, uh, Demario Houston made some plays on defense, but he also made it happen yes. in the return game for a second straight preseason yeah. game. Yeah, Demario Houston struggled last year, and I kind of joked at his expense. Houston, we have a problem a couple times. Uh, but he 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 had a decent return and he got trucked and he kept on trucking. So I mm -hmm. like that. That's the grit Michael Shea's talking about. Malcolm Thompson, though. I mean, we only saw him show up once yep. playing uh playing safety. It's talking about trucking. He he trucked a guy and then he followed it up appropriately. No, like, uh, uh, penalty there for showboating with a little bit of, I can't even do it, Darren. He had a little, little, shim little, there. little shimmy like, shake. Yeah. Shimmy shake. And I thought, okay, I'm liking the shimmy. Sh I mean, he, he, it's my opinion. I think yours too. He made the team last game. He was unbelievable. So love me some. And wasn't there, I mean, you'll know from the back in the day or Walby, wasn't there Benny Thompson, the assassin who was a, who was a safety is yes. Thompson a good pedigree of a name for a safety? I, I guess plays so. The boom. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, uh, the bar the bar flies is mentioning it was it's it's the shiver, right? The you shiver. like lay yeah. the the shoulder shiver down, and then uh, you do the little shiver afterwards uh, yeah. to put a little emphasis on it. But Malcolm Thompson, two tackles yeah. today. Yeah. But like Michael Shea has talked about this too, right, Zach? Guys need to be assignment sharp. They need to make plays. They need to, you know, be smart and uh, yeah. on the football field. But one of the things he really looks for is physicality. Because if yeah. guys can bring a physical level and be assignment sharp and be where they need to be and, and all of those things, that physical element yeah. brings a lot more to the table and, and makes yeah. an opposing defense very difficult um, to, to play against. So shout out to Malcolm Thompson, the Canadian, yeah. who was in the Grey Cup. For the Thai Cats last year, he joins. Uh, you know, if you can't beat him, join him. He joins the Blue Bombers. <laughs> nice. Um, there was uh, Cedric Levine, uh, a yes. 2021 draft pick. Pardon me, a 2022 draft pick uh, yes. out of um, Carlton, I do believe. Uh, six total tackles, five on defense, had a sack as yeah, well, sack. eight yards. Uh, he did some very good things. You know, you got a good Canadian like that, that can do yeah. things on special teams, make things happen on defense. You're probably going to get at least a practice roster spot. Uh, I'd imagine he could probably go back to school too, if he wanted to. Yeah. Him and him and Randall had a night. That, uh, I don't know who, I think it was Levine who got the sack, but Randall was in there too. And the, the defensive line. You know the the I here's the, my big question coming in here, and we'll talk about kicker in a second. Was kicker? It was dime back, and it it was quarterback. Mm. Who's the number two? But but it was also secondary because at that point we didn't know we didn't know about Rose, and then we had Maston, of course, and Brandon Alexander. Uh, so so as you said, Malcolm Thompson uh, uh showed up again. I thought Josh Miller got beat a couple times again. He didn't look great last year. No shade on him again. He, he missed. He missed some tackles today. No he, doubt. He missed some tackles last year too, Darren. And no knock yeah. on him. He's a human being who's worked his butt off to get here. 
But at the end of the day, you know, I, I don't see how he makes the team. But enough negativity. I want to give a shout out to number 48, Javon Jackson. Yeah. Okay. First of all, number 48 is my jersey number that I bring to the game that's signed by a bunch of players. That was my dad's jersey I gave him before he passed. So sentimental, but not just what, that. What, what, what's the what's the 48? Was that your dad's 1948. number? 1948. He was born in 48. That's oh, about okay. as creative as Zach Schnitzer gets. I'm just, oh man, I did the third person again, Darren. My wife. Oh my God, she's gonna kill me. Oh, you're gonna you're um, gonna get yeah, you're gonna be get <laughs> reprimanded. She's not listening. She's going to bed. But Javon Jackson, he had a good, he had one good tackle. I saw uh, like a like a square to guy up, and then he had that pick at the end, which that wasn't just like a freebie like tight ty, like Taekwon Glass had before. Uh, that was a athletic pick, and I. I hear his brother is becoming a CFL fan down in Georgia. Yes. Have you heard anything about this? Yeah, he was, uh, he reached out to me uh, yesterday and, and, you know, uh, new Canadian football fan, obviously his brother trying to make uh, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers as a defensive back. So it's always a cool thing I've found uh, is that human element to all of these Americans coming North. Like, like we, we hear about the stories of the guys, you know, becoming established here and, and, living in Winnipeg or living in Canada, moving here permanently, starting a family, maybe finding a partner, whatever. Um, but it's, you know, sometimes it's the guys that are only here for a little bit. Now I'm not saying that's the case with, with Parker. Um, but, uh, you know, these guys come to Canada. It's their first, like they've never been to Canada in their life. They didn't know much about Canada at all. I've had family, uh, you know, school age children in the United States. They don't learn anything about yeah. much north of the 49th parallel. So, um, you know, it, it can be a good thing that that they come up uh, north here. Do you want to mention right here, uh, Scott Roger, who's watching live on Facebook, says, shout out to the Winnipeg Rifles in Blue Bombers training camp. Awesome, they were taken on the road. Love that the Bombers support development. I have a feeling, Scott Roger, maybe your son is Jake. Pretty good uh, Winnipeg Rifles football player in his own right. But a uh, big shout out to uh, some of those Rifles players uh, that, dressed again tonight now um it was uh miguel uh lino who was sick and unable as an offensive lineman unable to uh make it to the game uh in regina today so he didn't dress but number 14 joseph funk clements had uh two total tackles one on special teams one on defense uh one of the uh one of the real uh bright spots of blue bombers training camp uh, was receiver Luke McMillan uh, wearing number zero. Uh, he did not have a catch uh, in this game, uh, but but he had made things happen throughout training camp uh, all, um, all year long um, and definitely want to draw attention to those Winnipeg Rifles kids. They uh, uh, Kyle Chorney was playing safety uh, in camp uh, and, and in today's game. Uh, I don't think he, uh, he popped up on the score sheet, but big shout out to all four of those Winnipeg Rifles, head coach Jordy Wilson, uh, a team uh, near and dear to my heart, Zach. Uh, I do their play-by-play. I'm on their board, yeah, that's great. Um, but great, great development program. And there's a lot of CFLers, including Blue Bombers, long snapper right now. Mike Benson is a former Winnipeg Rifle. Keenan LaFrance, former Blue Bomber. He was on the other side of the field today for the Rough Riders. Uh, he was a former Winnipeg rifle as well. So there are those ties. Yeah. And, uh, uh, one of my, one of my friends at work, uh, saw me, saw the ring I'm wearing right now, folks. Oh, Hey, Ray and Benny talk sports is here. Ray, how are you, buddy? Uh, they have a great YouTube show as well. Ray, uh, if you don't mind, uh, put up the, uh, link to your show. Cause, uh, yeah. you and Benny are, are, are good. You rock at the Steelers Jersey today. I saw the terrible towel. Let's go Steelers. Um, 
actually i'm a chargers fan Ooh, chargers uh they they were great back in the the, the danian tomlinson days they faded oh yeah listen Antonio. <laughs> yeah listen jamal parker was another guy you mentioned mm-hmm. him that that popped he had that fumble and okay here's a tell me tell me if i'm reading too much into this as a homer as a bomber fan okay the the rider i don't know who it was he 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 muffs the punt badly okay it's and it ends up with a for a touchdown for us jamal parker is right there and he recovers the fumble okay you know that's great he he is right there but the fact i thought that he didn't take the no yards call impressed me because you're running full speed you want to take that guy out but but he has the wherewithal darren to not encroach on that five yards, which would have negated that. And if that's a real game, not a preseason game, that's a big play. If you take if you take the 15 yards and you give up, you basically have taken away your own touchdown off the board. So I don't know if I'm I'm looking too much into that from a football perspective, but I thought, hey, that that takes some some wherewithal that that Mike O'Shea loves, you know, football smarts. And then uh, he he stopped that two point conversion. And again, it's a preseason game. At that point, it's 18-16, but he made a play on that ball, so it was it, it remained a two point game, which is which I think is big. You got you want your guys in preseason to pretend that it's the real thing because this is their shot, and right. you want that mentality, right? And O'Shea talked about that. Uh, the mentality was good. The the fight was there. So he also had another nice tackle. So number forty five jumped out for me. But tell me, am I reading too much into that punt thing that he doesn't take the uh, fifteen yards? Yeah, I'm just thinking I'm not... of myself running full speed and then like trying to, you know, weigh that out there and 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 pull myself back. But that's me. <laughs> yeah, you know, like like in the preseason, you never know, you know, because uh, so many different things are at play, right? Um, but Zach, you know, I I, I want to talk about quarterbacks because a okay, lot of people want to talk about quarterbacks. You know, some people in the live chat asking about. Uh, you know, kicking and, uh, you know, some other things. It was uh, Ray and Benny mentioned it about kicking. I'll throw that back up there. Um, But let's look at the quarterback numbers. And it was Drew Brown who got the start. And as you can see there, uh, 6 of 14, 43%. So not a great number. Uh, 86 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Had the long of 21 and a quarterback efficiency rating of 63.4. If you just saw that number, Zach, like we're looking at right now, yeah, and didn't see the game, you'd be like, oh, okay, well, after last game, maybe it's it's you know we're back to even with Prukup, you know, being yep. a, a little bit more, uh, you know, playing better than than Drew Brown. I don't know. Drew Brown to me looked just as composed, looked just yep. as comfortable. Um, I have no problem with Drew Brown making this football club. I have no problem with him being the backup. That said. I don't have any problem with Dakota Prukup being the backup either. And you and I talked about it on game day after dark. On Friday, uh, in the last game, and that was, well, Prukop is new here. He's brand new to the system, worked a couple different systems as a member of the Toronto Argonauts, then one year in Edmonton, learning a new system there. Then he comes to Winnipeg, right? So yep. he, his time with the with the playbook and the system and the people, it's all relatively new. Drew Brown was in a game last year. He's yep. been in the meeting rooms. He's seen Zach Kolaris execute the offense extremely well. Uh, and efficiently, um, that benefits a young man. But that said about Dakota Prukup, like I tweeted this during the game, 
Uh, and I think it was our good friend Reaper who, uh, you know, uh, gave me the unofficial tweet of the night. And that was Dakota <laughs> Prukop is, you know, like diet Chris Strebler. I didn't want to call it Chris Strebler light. <laughs> I called it diet Chris Strebler, um, you know, because the way he could run, you know, he carried yeah. the ball six times for 74 yards. He averaged 12.3 yards per carry. Of course, ripping off that long of, of uh, 35, really helping yeah. that average jump up. But three runs of 10 plus yards, one run of 20 plus yards. Prukup looked dual dangerous tonight. And then it obviously helps when you throw uh, two touchdowns. You know, that long one, 78 yards uh, to Wap Fillier um, is a really nice thing to, to cap off uh, a day where uh, no doubt the, the Blue Bombers uh, brass are, are watching the quarterbacks closely. I, I think that was one of the biggest questions coming into the game is, is who's going to be our number two. And I think a lot of people were shocked how well Drew Brown played. And I agree, like his numbers don't jump out. You know, he's at 42.9% uh, completion percentage. But, you know, you, you, as we talked about before, this isn't your starting O-line. And, and the Riders did have some starters on defense. Uh, they had Lacumbo and Robertson, uh, a few other guys that mm -hmm. that are, are starters or, you know, they rotate in. So you don't have your starting O-line. I thought Brown looked composed, like you said. Like he was looking, he was looking at his reads. He was patient. But I'll give Prukop credit. He had 300 combined yards, two yeah. touchdowns. We, you know, like if he starts the whole game, and I know it's preseason, like that's a pretty good game. And and the other thing I want to say is grit. We talked about grit. You know, he he was not happy with his game. I, I I listened to him talk last week. He the pressure's on, right? The guy that's supposed to be below you just kind of blew you away in Brown. Mm -hmm. And then you've got to you've got to sort of pick up your bootstraps and say, hey, I've got one more shot. I'm not saying Prukop would have been cut if he didn't play well tonight. But who knows, right? No. <laughs> Especially with the specter of Chris Trevler out there. I thought Brukop played a yeah. well game. Uh, you know, it wasn't perfect. He missed a couple guys. But boy, does he have wheels. Yeah. Wow. like the The Edmonton Elks play of the year in 2021 yeah. was like a 45-yard touchdown Dakota Prukop slash the Blue Bombers defense for in Edmonton. That was their play of the year. It, it tells you what type of type of season they had, uh, you know, needing to clean house afterwards. But um, Prukop can move. Yeah. Is he a bull like Chris Streveler? Oh. No. No but, one runs like Chris Traveler. No, nobody. I don't know if anybody ever will again. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but and, and and here's the other thing too. Like you mentioned the the prospect of Chris Traveler. I would be very very surprised if he signs in the CFL this season. He is on his third NFL team in less than a year, right? Yeah. He's been in the NFL for over a year, but he's on his third team in less than a year. He's a quarterback. We know how quarterbacks are handled in the National Football League. He's going to get it's it, it's a it's a term a lot of players don't like a lot of a lot of people don't like because it's insensitive but he's going to be recycled he is going to be given another opportunity with another team you think it, he's been absolutely on three teams there in Arizona right he had his chance mind you yeah uh, Cliff Kingsbury admitted he didn't put him in a good spot there I think he, I think he he deserved another shot then he goes to Baltimore then he gets cut by Miami I hear what you're saying is he though it's three teams already that have passed on him. 
Qu- quarterbacks, like, you know, teams know that they bring these quarterbacks in for a reason. Like, like Arizona obviously saw something in him. We've yeah. seen something in him here in Winnipeg. Baltimore saw something in him. And Miami saw something in him. But in the NFL, with the salary cap and roster limits and off-season and futures contracts and all these things, things can get lost in the shuffle. There are paper moves that that need to be made sometimes. And, well, if a team needs a quarterback, they're like, okay, you know, we can grab a guy that, you know, uh, comes out of TCU or, you know, Division II somewhere. And it's like, well, what are we going to get with him? We know... Like if I'm a GM of whatever NFL team, the the London Beef Eaters, you know, expanding to Europe, and I need a, a second string quarterback or a third string quarterback, and my options are limited. Well, these three teams saw something in him. I yeah. see what he can do in the CFL. I see what he can do for the Arizona Cardinals. And, and no, he didn't knock anybody's socks off, but at least he has some game experience and he's played right. in the league. So I, I just don't think he's going to come rushing back to Canada because you sign here, you're here until December, right? Right. You're, and he's you're already, not going to join an NFL team in December. No, it's playoff he's, time already, almost. he's already showed the NFL the tape that they need to see right. from DFL. I, I get what you're saying. Part of it's wishful thinking, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and I see Andrea mm-hmm. saying there, I hope Strebler comes back. I mean, not only is he is he a great player, you know, his arm needs to develop a bit, but he's a legend. He is a legend with that yes. fur coat and all that stuff that he's lit. Um, but who's <laughs> number two, Darren? Like, have we decided? Uh, who's number two quarterback? Is it Prukop or Brown? So, like, the guys on the TSN panel were mentioning that they give the, the edge to Prukop. Now, they mentioned that in the pregame, right? Yeah. Uh, or maybe it was halftime. Either way, it wasn't before we saw Prukop kind of go off today, right? Experience in the CFL, experience in pro football, like we were just talking about Chris Streveler, experience matters. It yeah. absolutely matters. You give yeah. Prukop a little bit more time, he's going to settle in. Like it's his sixth season yeah. in the Canadian Football League. He knows what he's doing. Drew Brown is showing great things. But let's remember, whether it was Buck Pierce or Bo Levi Mitchell or even Zach Kolaris, these guys were third stringers, second stringers yep. for a good stretch of time before they got their opportunity to Look start. Look at Cody Fajardo. I mean, not exactly. that I'm stringing his praises because he's, he's a rough rider, but... but and yes, he, he was that. third and second string is for yeah. years before yeah. he, you know, then one year in Saskatchewan, he's the West right. Division nominee for MOP. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, elite percent, he clarifies uh, you know later he says, I'll give the edge to Drew Brown. Um, you know, it's gonna be interesting. I, I don't know who to give one to. If, if I had to right now, uh, I don't know if I could name uh who the number two would be. Who who's your number two, Zach? Well, I think Prukop's going to play short yardage, and I and I've seen. 100%, yeah. If I'm not mistaken, Darren, correct me. I think I've seen him holding on kicks. Yes, he is the holder. So again, you want a veteran doing that. Yeah, so he's the veteran. He's got the experience. I think they'll, based on today, and 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 maybe impressed by the jump he took from from game one to game two with a four four day turnaround, right, and a flight in there. They mm-hmm. did fly to Regina, I believe. Uh, I don't blame them. That drive is absolutely the worst. I mean, if you are doing that drive, that's a perfect (laughs) time to recap the uh, Bonfire Sports podcast that they do come out to podcast, Darren. I'll give you some props. They come out real quick. So I'd give it to Prukop 
Friday, I would have given it to Brown. But I think Prukop showed enough today. Oh, yeah, Matt Nichols took four years, right? Um, so, yeah. uh, but elite percent I'm seeing up there, too. Like I said, too, like Prukop did miss a couple of easy throws. So, I don't know. The, both of them aren't perfect. I would give it to Prukop. What about you? Uh, right now, I'd give it to Prukop. I think Drew Brown... Um... He, it could be Drew Brown, right? Like you know, well, you know, dummies like you and I are making the decisions, right? It, hey, it's speak the smart, for yourself, Bobber. It's the, it's the smart guys making six figures down Chancellor Matheson, and rightfully so because you know <laughs> they know what they're doing. Uh, when you got Danny McManus in the room, I think you know you're going to be okay in making decisions yeah. about your starting quarterbacks. Uh, this Blue Bombers franchise, with where they're at right now, and uh, you know, thinking about where they were several years ago you give them the benefit of the doubt. I think they're going to make the right decision. We hope we don't have to see the number two quarterback, right? So um, yeah. I, I, I think it's a no-brainer, though, that Dakota Prukup will be the short yardage back. He's fast. He's big. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's, you know, that size and leverage uh, being the holder uh, on field goals. Like, you know, think of the playbook. It all kind of develops with that same short yardage, wedge, field goal package, that sort of thing. So for yeah. him to be there, it, it kind of... Uh, tells you, you know, similar to um, uh, Sean McGuire last year, he was the holder uh, yeah. and was the short yardage quarterback as well. So very likely that'll be uh, the case. Can we talk about running backs? I want to say this, Zach. Yeah. I'm a huge, huge fan of Kyle Borsa. Yeah. I knew he had what we saw today in him, but yeah. there it was on full display on television for everybody to see. He is a young, talented, gifted, uh, and athletic football player who is doing in the pros right now. And I get it's preseason, all of that. Yeah. But he's doing in the pros right now and did it tonight. Uh, what he did all throughout a, a very impressive university career with the Regina Rams. Big shout out uh, to the Blue Bombers 2021 draft pick, Kyle Borsa. He was, he was awesome to watch, wasn't he? Yeah, that 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 seventeen yard run he ripped off, and I and I didn't see the number at first, and then I saw Borsa. I was like, "Yeah, man, that's sweet." Uh, it's nice to see, it's nice to see the pipeline of young Canadian running backs for the Bombers. I love it. I now absolutely you love it. Me, me too. Like you, you've got great options there. I know the guys on TSN were talking about who they see. Okay, it's Brady Oliver's backfield. Johnny will be the. It's going to be a backfield by committee. It was a backfield by committee when Andrew Harris was here. We saw yeah. all three running backs there. I expect to see all three of these Canadian running backs in 2022, let yeah. alone Greg McRae, who, uh, you know, four carries for 39 yards, yeah, had that had long nice at 24, you know, yeah. two runs of 10 plus yards, one run of 20, that, that run of 24 uh, was really nice. He had a very good day. I do want to draw attention, though, to Kyle Boris's average. There uh, yeah. were times, like, let's talk about the first quarter, especially, and how rough that offensive line looked. Yeah. There were times where that zone blocking scheme that the Blue Bombers do so well worked yeah. really well to give Kyle Borsa some space to bounce out to the outside, make some nice runs. But there were other times where the offensive line just collapsed and Borsa lost yardage. Uh, yeah. A big reason why he only had 20 yards on nine carries. He had some big runs like some really yeah. nice power runs, not easy to take down uh, than other times that, uh, you know, taken down in the backfield. 
Uh, let's just remember who was who was leading the way that offensive line. Well, a lot exactly, of guys that Darren. will uh, you know be getting phone calls tomorrow. And I'm not saying it's because of the way they played in this game, but they've got to cut the roster down. You can't yeah. keep um, you know 14 offensive linemen. Um, they they got to make some decisions there. Yeah, I mean that 2.2 doesn't look good, but you're right. You look at they didn't have any starting alignment, and like I said, uh, Saskatchewan did have some starters and rotational players in. So, yeah, he got stuffed a bunch, but when he was given a chance, he ripped it and he was fast. So, just yep. just want to give a shout out. You talked about alignment, uh, Tomoyo Machino, as well as linebacker Les Maruo, first Japanese-born players to get a Grey Cup ring. Yeah, not one but two. I just right. think that's super cool. We have uh, Homer Sakai. I think it's Homer Sakai at Homer Sakai on Twitter. He's a he's a fan of ours. Uh, he was he was piping up about that. I just think that's super cool, you know. And it, and it it draws me to some first the Bombers have had. You had Theodric Hansen, who was the first like the best global player by far. Yeah. He laid the thunder in 2019 Grey Cup. We'll never forget that play. I think he was the first uh, German-born player to win a Grey Cup. And of course, maybe even most importantly, we've got the first woman on the Grey Cup twice in our chair of the board, Dana Spiring. So right. I just wanted to give a shout out to that. But yeah, and Shane Simpson had a couple nice runs, eh? He did. You know, and, and he's one of those guys that's been working with the receivers as well. So, uh, but but there you see uh, Simpson's number, six carries for 26 yards. You know, not not too bad, 4.3 yards per carry. Uh, it's going to be tough. Like, McCray's looked good, in my opinion, Zach, in both yep. preseason games. If they're going to keep all three, they they will keep all three Canadian running backs. Yeah. The decision is, does Cal Borsa start the year on the practice roster and then Greg McCray? Or Simpson, I'm 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 going to personally give the edge to McRae, but we will see in the coming days when they have to make that decision. Um, will they keep an American there as well that can you know line up at receiver, add into the return game? You know, th there's a lot of factors in play there, but um, overall, I think it's really good. The Bombers, as far as the ratio is concerned, you lose Andrew Harris, like that legendary status player. Um, yeah. He moves on in free agency, and you've got one, two, three really good looking Canadian running backs uh, to, to take over things. I, I think they're loaded on offense. Honestly, Darren, when I think about this team going into the regular season, the offense is the least of my concerns. Honestly, I, I think we're loaded at receiver, even you with under's debacle. You worried about defense? Yep. And is it, Dimeback and safety. Who played Dimeback? Like Rutledge was supposed to play Dimeback tonight. I didn't even see him out there. That can be you. a good thing. That can be a good thing. It can be. Does anyone like? Did did he play all the snaps at Dime? Like I didn't. I didn't see him at all. That it's hard on the TV thing. broadcast, right? They they don't show that wide shot on him. I, he had one like, tackle. He had one defensive tackle. That can bode well. You know, okay. like like. Well, I I don't know how much he was in the game. <sighs> it, it's it's a it's very tough to see on television because it is about the quarterback and, and the line of scrimmage. And yeah, then deep it is hard to see out. for sure. Uh, you know, don't get Chris Walby started on that, but uh, <laughs> we, we will dude, digress. Super entertaining to get. Walby yeah. It, it, you, he gets passionate. Absolutely. Did Rod, but, let's have a I'm looking here, man. You got one defensive tackle. Does he? Yeah. I'm looking on yeah. CFL.ca here. 
Here, I'll send you. I'll I'll send you a link, Zach, to to this. This is the back end of uh, I believe the official stats. But there's Donald Rutledge, number thirty eight, American rookie, first yep. year in the CFL okay. that was lining up at safety all through training camp. Moved down to dime, uh, strong side linebacker. Uh, following the injury to Mercy Maston, um, I think like let's say Winston Rose isn't ready for week one but he's good for week two. Let's just say that's the case. I don't know. But if he misses the first game, I think the Blue Bombers will be okay All right. with moving Nick. I think it would be Nick Taylor would move over and play corner next to Dietrich Nichols, the halfback. Okay. And then okay. they would bring in a, a younger player like a Demario Houston or, yeah. um, uh, you know, like one of the rookies. Uh, Don't that say Josh thing. Miller. Do not say Josh Miller. <laughs> I know. I know you, you weren't body. a fan of Josh Miller's game today with, <laughs> with two of those missed tackles. I'll give him like he he had the path to make the tackle. Josh Miller did. He just couldn't make the tackle. Uh, so he finished with one today. He I don't know if you juked. can see it there on the screen. He, he did, um, yeah. but had the path to the tackle, just didn't make it. So he's halfway there, but uh, I'm sure he would like uh, those back. Um, but yeah, like I, I, Nick Miller, pardon me, Nick Taylor, the yeah. blue bombers, veteran DB, he would probably move over to boundary corner and then they would okay. have a young guy come in, um, uh, you know, next to Taekwon glass at, at that halfback spot. Um, but safety to me is the bigger concern. Yes. Like I was gonna who get to is that. the starting, is it Nick Hallett? I yeah. don't know. Is it Malcolm Thompson? He's made a pretty good bid for himself. I think it's Malcolm Thompson, although I, I how many snaps did Nick Hallett get at safety today? I, I didn't see because, again, you know, they focus on the QB. But uh, do, do we have his stats? Nick Hallett, did he? Uh, he had yeah, two he, was there. he had two tackles. Yeah, right at the top there. Yeah. So he had two tackles. Uh, I don't know. I, Malcolm Thompson is st stuck out to be. But you said it, Darren, that veteran presence, that 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 carries weight. So 100%. Uh, I do. I think Malcolm Thompson is going to make the team. Absolutely. Especially if he can play on special teams, he's a Canadian, but maybe it's, maybe you throw Nick Hallett in because uh, he's a veteran and he knows the system. So yeah, I, I don't know. It's just, I need to see it. I need to see it. I, I need to see the defense in action week one against Lapo's offense against Jeremiah Masoli, who sometimes gives the bombers fits. Uh, sometimes. I need to see, yeah. Right. I need to see Rutledge in action because Masoli's going to take off on the run. We know that. We know he likes to mess with people. <laughs> Masoli, he likes to mess with people. So, so I'd like. I need to see that. I need to see how Casey Sales and Ricky Walker play. Yeah, I. I you know, I. Mm -hmm. We've lost Con. We, we've just lost a lot of talent. Now, am I being a negative Nancy? Maybe. I. I don't know. But but I'm a little. I'm just a little concerned. That's all. But can, can we get to kicker? Because well, no real, questions were answered here about kicker, but you go back. You want to say something real quick as, as waiters 27 uh, watching live on YouTube. Thanks to everybody for being in the live chat, joining us live. Uh, you know, if you, you miss some of it, podcast will be available uh, soon after. Does Winnipeg have any interest in Jordan Williams Lambert uh, cut by mm. the Calgary Stampeders just uh, a few days ago? Uh, I don't think so because he's a veteran. So he's right. probably going to want a little bit higher salary than you know, the, these rookies that have come in, like think about the work that Dalton shown has done. Yeah. You mentioned the block he made, uh, on a run by, was it Drew Brown? Uh, Prukop. Prukop. Sorry. Uh, Blake Jackson 
has yeah. made some good things happen throughout camp. Even camp last year before he had that season-ending injury. You've got Janarian Grant. Tavares yeah. Harrison had a nice catch. Uh, yeah, he sure today. did. Wap Fillier uh, had that long touchdown grab. Antonio Nunn had a nice catch. He, he made a, nice a he. I, I'll give Antonio Nunn the catch of training camp. He made a great one uh, in the first few days of of main camp. BJ Muckleveen, uh, right. I thought played well today. He's been banged up for a lot of camp, but he showed well uh, in the early days. Uh, TJ Simmons uh, had some like they've got a lot of guys, a lot of good young guys. I don't know if you got to throw a bunch of money at Jordan Williams Lambert. I wouldn't. Plus, he played for the Riders. <laughs> That's such a fan <laughs> comment from you. It is. Not it surprised. Is. I have nothing but love. I've, I've I, personally, Darren, I've never been a Rider fan. <laughs> I didn't like, honestly, I've never, but mind you, I've never, I was on with Travis. There are cousins. Uh, there are cousins. We just don't there kiss are cousins them. that. Yeah. We, mm, uh, I won't talk to them. Talk about that. I was on with Travis Curra today to talk bombers. Uh, Mr. Travis Curra of two and out CFL podcast. Awesome guys. Him and uh, Brazilian tie. I won't tell you guys why he's called Brazilian tie, but, um, you know, we were talking bombers and, and we were talking, um, what were we talking about? What were you just talking about? It's late, Darren. <laughs> all the receivers. We were talking about all the receivers. Receivers. And I and I told him, like, we are super deep at receiver. And now he's a right. No, that's why I thought of him. He's a right. And I'm starting to talk like Walby. Like, where was I going with that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I can't pull it off like Walby. Because he's a legend. So now people are just thinking, like, what the heck is Zach talking about? No, nobody can do anything like Chris Walby. So no. don't beat yourself up. Uh, I over that beat myself up but anyway uh great guy travis curra but i do think you know we got brandon o'leary orange and again we haven't seen much from O'Leary right. orange son of right. one doyle orange but but you know it, it's a it's a it's a privilege to have that much depth that receiver my god yeah. so i'm not worried they're, they're gonna be just they're gonna be just fine they're gonna be well, just hey, fine uh, do you share my concern about the defense or am i just uh being a little bit uh negative <laughs> Like, look, it's the preseason and it's like, oh, okay, you know, Mercy Maston's down. Winston Rose might be nicked up and Brandon Alexander isn't going to be ready. This could be week 14 and it'd be the same story. You know, it'd be like, well, you know, Jackson Jeffcoat is a little bit banged up and Adam Big Hill's, you know, a little bit tight and, uh, you know, uh, Nick Taylor's uh, getting through some things and, and you know, so-and-so is out for the season or out for the next six weeks. This is football. You're going to be down a guy yeah. or two. The Blue Bombers defense has been elite for, well, if you want to go by calendar years, two Three. and a half years, Yeah, right? Like since the fall of 2019, they have been elite. Yeah. So I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt in the preseason when we haven't even seen the whole playbook. We haven't even seen them play in a meaningful game. We haven't seen all the guys go series, series, series. Yeah. So, you know, that's when it'll matter. June 10th with the Ottawa Red Blacks in town. That's when you start, in my opinion, you start judging what you have. You can talk about concerns like, you know, who's going to be the starting safety? If Winston Rose misses some time, who's the boundary corner? What are they going to do at Dimeback? What rookie step? Absolutely. But do I think them as a team? Like, am I worried? Not at all. Not at all. Willie Jefferson, Jackson Jeffcoat, and, and Adam Big Hill are three of the best players in the CFL today. They're Absolutely. all healthy and full guns loaded, ready to go for June 10. They're going to be just fine. And then you throw in Kyrie Wilson. 
Yeah. Right. The the legend of Kyrie Wilson who put that Grey Cup to bed as he cradled that pick like this. Put it to bed. I love I love Kyrie Wilson. Nobody talks about him. He he is a that is so true. That is so true. Linebacker. He is. And he, like Kenny Lawler, like um Brandon Alexander, like uh Rashid Bailey. Yeah, all of these guys spent a year on the practice roster. All these guys spent, you know, bided their time and waited for their opportunity after making the team. That's what these guys who dressed in Regina tonight are hoping to do. They're hoping to seize a future opportunity. Yeah, they're hoping for a practice roster spot for a backup spot as a special teamer, as a number two, as a contingency plan, because then they're going to be able to continue to learn the Canadian game, continue to grow as a person and as an athlete. Yeah. Remember, these guys are in their mid-20s at best. Some are in yeah, their early young. 20s. Yeah, like they're, they're, young. they're young between the ears as much as they're a- anything. And I was very mature in my mid-20s, Darren. I'll just Oh, I bet you were. I bet you were. <laughs> I know I, I was extremely mature, I, you know, like dropping I'm out of sure. university and, you know, working the family business, going back to school. I was very mature. Yeah. yeah. All those, uh, all hey, those me, terrible part-time up. jobs I had. Oh yeah. Well, those, those build character though. Hey, just like being on the practice that roster. Is, that's exactly it. You learn yeah. from your mistakes. You yeah. do the hard work. You yeah. build character, you build wisdom, and and you grow, and that's why Brandon Alexander is as good today as anybody who's played safety in the last number of years in the CFL. Take your time; these guys will develop. Uh, they will see flashes from them in these games, right? Yeah, and then we'll we'll see it pay dividends down the road. So, okay, sorry, I I gotta say before we get to kicker, uh, I want to pick up on the O line here because I'm seeing some action in the chat uh, that you know. Who's gonna Who's gonna start? Is it gonna be Gray or is it gonna be Liam Dobson? And and I want to recognize Mr. Sard is here, who is a uh, he who I recognize from the uh, Morning Big Blue. If it's the same Sard, the Morning How Big many Blue Sards can there be? Forum, uh, a guy who's who's been a big supporter of mine whenever I post anything. So welcome, Sard. Nice to see you. But what do you think there? Uh, who's Who's starting at that guard spot? Well, I'm I'm going to pull up my my depth chart here on bonfiresports.ca. So if you head to bonfiresports.ca and you click on the news tab at the top, right up here, see my mouse? So maybe you can oh, see it, maybe you can't. But anyway, this is what you'll get. Shout out to Easy EV, Easy EV Install.ca. If you need a solution for uh, vehicle charging for your home or business, uh, Easy EV makes it really easy. Call my buddy Mark. Played football with him actually for the St. James Rods back in the day. Great guy uh, and can help you out there. Let's look at the offensive line, Zach. Okay, let's go. Okay, now I know that's small, especially if you're watching on a phone or uh, you know an iPad or, or that sort of thing, but hopefully you can see. Of course, the man, Stanley Bryant, at left tackle, and the man, 1A, 1B, yeah. the happiest man in the football field, Demarcus <laughs> Hardrick at right tackle. Um, Pat Newfeld has not practiced through camp. This is, it wasn't the case in 2021, but it was in 2019 and he missed yeah. a good chunk of the season. But yeah. I am, you know, I asked Mike O'Shea, 
Will he, amongst a few others, be ready for June 10th? He expects him to be ready. So these veterans, you don't have to put them through the rigors of training camp, especially someone like Pat Newfeld that knows exactly what he's doing. Uh, keep his body as, as good as it can be. Um, and then, of course, Michael Couture, uh, CFL PA All-Star in 2021. Bit of a snub in the uh, media voting uh, for All-Star at center. It is tough when you're uh, um, you know, at a position where there's a lot of good uh, centers in Canadian football. I have Jeff Gray. As my starting left guard, Liam Dobson has been here for what? 10 days? Yeah. So you're going to say, okay, welcome to Canadian football. I understand he's a Canadian, but he played for Maine and then Texas State and then a little bit of, you know, cup of coffee in the USFL, if you can call it that. I think he was on the field and did some workouts, but yeah, he's never played Canadian football. And, you know, I think he still has a lot of growing to do. Is he a big, nasty road grader of an offensive lineman? Looks like it. Seems yeah. like it. And you hear about that. But Jeff Gray has played in games. Jeff Gray dressed for the Gray Cup. Jeff Gray is familiar with this system. I'm giving him the nod early. Will he be pushed by, like, say, a Chris Kolinkowski? I got him there at center. Yeah. Or Ben Kozwara? Two Canadians there. Will he be pushed by Liam Dobson? Absolutely. Is it his job to lose? Yes. It's his yeah. job right now. That's my opinion. Uh, you know, of course, we're going to have to to see, you know, how, how things shake out. Yeah, it, it's hard to argue with you there when you look at what Gray has brought in the past couple of years and he stuck around even though he wasn't starting. He did start a couple of games. He's he's mean. And I was that, that's funny you say that. Like what I've heard about Jeff Gray is that he's he, he's mean and nasty in that pile. And I remember him a uh, game in 2019 when Strebler was starting and uh, we went into Edmonton and that game was close until Jeff Gray got into a pile and drew, I think it was, uh, I just watched this on the CFL recaps because I watch those all the time when I'm working out. It just passes the time. Uh, I love them. Uh, the CFL recaps on CFL.ca and, and Jeff Gray... <laughs> I think he gave someone a slap or did something, but then the guy's retaliation got the 15-yard UR penalty, <laughs> which moved us. And there was another unnecessary roughness on this play, moved us to the goal line. And I'm like, I like that with Jeff Gray, that he can get under guy's skin. And I remember he just walked away like this, just kind of danced away like my daughter when she does ballet. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> laughing because everybody knows Jeff Gray instigated that. But he, he's just, oh, hey, I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. So that's that's a savvy football player. We see a, a lot of players do player. that, right? Absolutely. He was kind of channeling maybe his inner Simone Lawrence there. But, uh, <laughs> you know, maybe Simone was in that pile, right? Um, you know, so the bar flies watching live on YouTube. Shout out to everybody watching uh, live right now uh, on our bonfire channels. Uh, the bar flies. Doesn't Jeff Gray have more of a tackle body, <laughs> like a, an offensive tackle? Yes, I would say he's that body type, but the way he plays and, and you know, um, the knock I had heard on Jeff Gray when he was in the NFL. So like standards a little bit different, I think, yeah. uh, because you know, there, there's so many more elite level players down there. Like the talent level is very close, but you know, there's just a lot of good offensive linemen, 32 teams in that league. Right. Yeah. Um, is that, you know, the hips and the feet maybe not quite up to par with tackles in the National Football <laughs> League? Uh, so I don't know. Maybe Jeff Gray is like a Pat Newfeld. He can kick out to tackle uh, in a pinch. Uh, I do remember 
I think it was mid last season, Zach, I could be mistaken, but there was a time where the blue bombers needed to shuffle things around because, uh, Stanley Bryant was out for a little bit. Uh, and I think Michael Couture played tackle. Really? He's a short, he's a short guy. So it, it really kind of like, do you need to be tall and long to block a Jagarid Davis? I don't think you do. He's, he's not a, like, do you need to be long, tall and long to, to block a Willie Jefferson or an AC Leonard? Yep. You yeah. probably do, but you know, you don't always need to be that, that body type to, to play tackle. And in Jeff Grace case, I don't think you need to be that body type to play guard. Well, well let me ask you quick, if I can, Darren, like, tell me the difference. Like, I think I know some of the difference, but what's the difference in the body type between a center guard and tackle? Well, center and guard are like, I'm no expert. But a center and a guard, these guys are are pile pushers, right? Yeah. Tackles on the edge, you need to be able to take a speed rush. You're going to get the okay. occasional speed rush yeah. to the inside. Chris Walby likes to, you know, talk about twists. It's where like yeah. a D end and a D tackle, like interior guy on the outside, guy on the inside, they'll twist and, you yeah. know, trade spots as they rush upfield. Jake Thomas does that really effectively with the Blue Bombers yeah, sure. uh, edge, you know, the Jeffs, uh, as we affectionately refer to them. Um, but for the most part, those tackles need to be able to like kick, kick, kick and get outside really quickly on a guy that is six, six and 230 pounds. That's why defensive ends are 230 and defensive tackles like stove or Casey sales or Amondo Sewell or, uh, Jake Thomas, they're closer to 300 they're or big. over 300 pounds. Yeah. They're the big guys that you need to kind of plug things up. Uh, in the middle. So, right. you know, that, that's kind of the layman's breakdown. For no, me. no, that's helpful. I mean, you can be a football fan for life. And if you don't play, like you don't necessarily know those body types and the, and the size and the speed you need. And by the way, I learned something every CFL game I watched, Darren, there's something I learned that I'm like, I didn't know they could do that. Or I didn't know that was a, I didn't know that was a single point or, you know, sometimes you see those quick kicks or something and you're like, I didn't know they could, and that guy could recover the ball. Like, that's one of the reasons the CFL is such an absolutely awesome game. Oh, Jeff Hamilton's joined. Hammy jumps into the live chat. What's going on, Hammy? He agrees with me. Well, Jeff's a smart guy. He knows he should. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Barfly is saying that lower center of gravity would be more beneficial at guard. That is right. true. But like, let, let's remember, it's not a prerequisite, right? It's the indication. Like if, if you're low to the ground, you're probably going to be a center or a guard. But you don't have to be like you look at, you know, a Justin Sorensen or a Mike McEwen uh, or um, sorry, Sean McEwen. Pardon right. me. Shout out to the curler, Mike McEwen. Yeah. Sean McEwen, of course, um, these guys are six, 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 eight, and they're playing interior spots. Yeah. It's not a prerequisite. Now, like if you have a, a short quarterback like Drew Brown throwing over a couple six foot seven guys on the O line. Yeah. It can cause some problems. You got to maybe account for that in your blocking schemes, but yeah. uh, that's another reason why they, the shorter guys generally are in the middle because not every quarterback is six, six, not right. every quarterback's even six, three. You know, if you're Jeremiah Mazzoli, if you're yeah. Buck Pierce, if you're right. Drew Brown, if you're Zach Kolaris, you know, you know, Cody Fajardo's taller. Trevor Harris is a little bit taller. McLeod Bethel Thompson is taller. Vernon Adams isn't. Can he throw over a six foot eight center? Or a six foot eight guard? Probably not. Uh, these yeah. are the little things people don't always uh, think about when it comes to um, you know offenses and quarterbacks trying to you know sling the ball over their their line. Hey, listen, football's a game of 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 details, sometimes infinitesimal details. 
Yeah. I just threw the word infinitesimal in there. That's pretty good for what are we at? 1157. It's still Tuesday, but barely like shout out to me. Jeff Hamilton. Does he like the hammer or is he hammy? He uh, growing up, he was called hammy. Okay. I started calling him the hammer because my dad's best friend, uh, RIP hammer, um, was, uh, well, he was the hammer. Right. Okay. So when he passed on, I became good friends with Jeff kind of right around the same time. So I just called, started calling him the hammer. Uh, but yeah, Hammy was, I think his, uh, well, Jeff was a hockey player. Right. So like they, they like the, the Y's on their nickname. Oh right? yeah. 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 yeah football guys. Players. It's a little bit different. They, you know, mix it up a little bit. Uh, I think Dietrich Nichols is ghost. I think that's his nickname. I'll, I'll correct myself on that's a later show. If that's the case, can I tell you my favorite blue bombers nickname from years gone by? Yeah. Julian Fioli Godino. Chi Chi <laughs> is what his teammates called him. Chi Chi. <laughs> You'd hear that in the practice field. I thought that was hilarious for a guy, you know, born in the Caribbean. Uh, I don't know if Chi Chi is a Mexican reference, but he is, he is from the Caribbean. Uh, um, well, now it's escaping me, the island, but uh, I digress. He is a national uh, because, because of that. That's um, a small detail. I'll forgive you on that one, Derek. Well, yeah, I don't have all the details all the time, right? Not all the time. But, um, most. Most. Sure. Well, you know, it's it's coming up on midnight here uh, in Manitoba, in the Peg City. Uh, Regina didn't change their clocks at spring, so they're an hour off of oh, us. So that's where there, man. They even well, eat their pizza in squares. Apparently, sure. I've, I've heard about yeah. this Regina pizza. Has anyone Western tried Western pizza? I've had it. <laughs> I've had it in the penthouse of the only like building taller than ten stories in all of Regina. I think it's the Sheridan. <laughs> I had it in the penthouse there. We we had a, a hospitality suite one night. I think it was during CFL week. I had myself some Western pizza uh, with the late Warren Woods and uh, uh, Jamie Nye and Ariel Zur and. All Murray McCormick uh, and uh, Daryl Davis and all these great people that cover the Rough Riders out in Regina uh, were there. Uh, lots of Winnipeg people too. Uh, Western pizza is pretty good for square pizza, where you got to like eat the pieces in the middle with no crust. It's just kind of like, you know, a mushroom cap of cheese. It's good, but it's weird. It's kind of okay. like Regina personified. <laughs> it's good, but it's weird. <laughs> it's good, but it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I like it when they're bad and weird personally, but I haven't been to a Labor Day game. Like I call myself a super fan. I'm going to have to get to Labor Day this week. I'm going to have to try or this year, try some Regina pizza, drink some Pilsner. Although apparently, Darren, did you know this? I talked to uh, to Mr. Uh, Safamod, uh, mayor of the Piffles podcast. Yeah. Apparently they don't actually like Pilsner. Mm. He's like, Pilsner is, is dog piss. We don't like it's Pilsner. It's like Foster's. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, Foster's Australian for beer. Nobody <laughs> in Australia drinks Foster's. Nobody. <laughs> it's like you come to, you like, you go to Montreal or, or Winnipeg. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Nobody drinks Canadian. No, it's so true. Who drinks that? Nobody. Hey, so, hey. Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm interested. Well, somebody but, must, but. <laughs> somebody, I don't. But we, we can't finish this though without talking about Kicker. Like, there, did yes, you have any right. questions get to answered today on Let's Kicker? Because kicker. I sure didn't. One quick beer gripe. Yeah. Molson is eliminating standard lager, breaking the hearts of many. Me not included, but breaking the hearts of many. Shame on you, Molson. Shame on you. 
You you see my look. I'm I'm like I'm like okay. Uh, just smile and nod here to dare. Like what? what look, if you're watch, if there? you're watching if you're watching or listening out there, like I prefer locally sourced beverages. Fair, and me too. We would love to help promote your product and grow your business. Walby is thirsty. There is nobody <laughs> better in this world to, uh, you know, promote your product and your local Winnipeg or Manitoba beer than the legendary Chris Walby himself. So give us a call on the hotline right there. 816-TIPS, 204-816-8477. You can text, you can leave a voicemail uh, and, and let us know. Uh, let's get you on board. Let's, uh, let's get a bonfire beer going for the Blue Bombers. I think that would be a heck of a lot of fun. Kicker. Zach, you have thoughts. Go. Well, my my it was one of my biggest questions coming into the game. It, like I would have, I, I know, I know Shell O'Shea O'Sho. <laughs> he isn't a show. He he's not a media guy. O'Shea didn't want to kick field goals today. He wanted to give the quarterbacks a chance on third down. I get it. But I I have I have a lot more questions from Friday based on how Ali Mortada played. Hadley, how's it going, buddy? Love me some Hadley. Uh, I didn't have any questions answered. I mean, I, 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 I'll just quickly pull up. If you want to look at the kicking stats, here I'll pull it up. Jumps here. out. I mean, uh, kickoffs. Uh, both had a decent average. Punting. Ali Mortada again didn't have a great punting average, but uh, Legio did. So I think Legio's obviously, unless this Hackett guy comes up, apparently. He's got some wonky punts he throws down uh, that that were giving the kick returners fits in camp. So I'd like to see him come back from Utah. But um, Ali Mortada, like you're telling me, Bombers, that our starting place kicker is Ali Mortada going into Week One. That banner drops. That's a that's a we've had a crap winter and spring. Like people want to see the Bombers, you know, firing on all cylinders. And I swear to whomever, if Ali Mortada goes out there and he he plays like he did last year, oh boy, like there's a big storyline. So I am not, I am not feeling comfortable with our kicking game going into June 10th, Darren. So there was a situation where the Blue Bombers had an opportunity to kick a field goal. I think it would have been like a 12-yard field goal or something like that. The Bombers just kept kind of working on their goal line package. Fair Mike enough. O'Shea did mention uh, on the local radio broadcast that, uh, you know, in season, you probably take the points. You probably take the three points. But of course. what are you going to get out of a 12-yard field goal attempt I in the preseason? It. I get it. Nothing. Not much. You, you know, you, you probably want to score a touchdown, and then you can get a 32-yard attempt, right? You can get the, <laughs> the convert attempt, which is probably a little bit more, well, it's definitely more of a challenge, right? So, um, you know, that might have been the case there. I know some people were, were wondering about that, but uh, when camp was about to get going, like remember back three, four weeks ago, Zach, yeah. we heard from uh, Kyle Walters and we heard from Mike O'Shea, and they were both saying, the Blue Bombers, we are open to bringing in a veteran kicker. It hasn't happened. Have I seen a veteran kicker sign with another CFL team in the past month? No. So who's out there? Who's available? Uh, you know, who wants to maybe move on from their NFL opportunity if it's an American or a Canadian? 
Um, you know, Liram Hirala, who always pops to mind, our old friend oh. here in Winnipeg. Yeah, really good football player, even better guy. Big fan of uh, of Liram Hirolahu and his story of of being a yeah. you know a, a refugee and and uh, immigrating to Canada and, and just the unbelievable uh, strife that his family had to go through uh, in Kosovo, um, you yeah. know, before coming to Canada. That all aside, oh. how proud he, his family, his community is, um, you know, here in Canada and in Southern Ontario since he settled, but. Um, you know, that name always pops up when it's, you know, hey, is Liram want to come play for the Bombers again? I don't think he would ever close the door on it, but he's still getting NFL opportunities. And similar to quarterbacks, when it comes to kicker, do you want a fresh guy out of college or do you want somebody that's made field goals in games like a Sergio Castillo, like a Liram Hirolahu? There's an American and a Canadian example right there for you. Might have, who knows? I don't know. Zach, we we might just have a similar situation to 2021 again this year. Yeah. Where Liram comes north, joins the Blue Bombers right in time for the playoffs. I'd I'd be very happy unless Murtada is okay by then or or you know, even if he's just average, I think that's that's fine. I'll I'll take it. <laughs> Donnie Don can kick. It's Donnie, good. that no. We need you in the stands heckling the crap out of the other team. So, so receivers like SJ Green drop the ball because they're mad at you for for talking about his wife. And by the way, whoa, whoa, no, no. But Donnie <laughs> didn't say anything bad. I won't tell you the whole story now because I think people are tired. But um, mm. he didn't say anything bad. He just said just the right thing, and it was just right on the line. It wasn't anything bad about his wife. <laughs> but he just got into his kitchen enough. He got into his kitchen enough that SJ Green dropped. I think it was maybe the winning touchdown. So unless you can be a master heckler and kick Donnie, there is no way we're taking you out of section. What is it? 107? You you correct me on that. I think it was one. <laughs> Waiters wants the story now. Uh, we'll leave it. We'll leave it. We'll we'll tease. We've got a show tomorrow. Time. We, we got a show. Yeah, we got a show tomorrow. Yeah, Wednesday, seven thirty, right back here uh, on Bonfire Sports. It's Bonfire Midweek <laughs> with this guy to my virtual left, Zach Schnitzer. He's got great stories to tell. I'll talk a little football. You can join us. This is what I need you to do out there, though. Subscribe on YouTube. Hit the like. Uh, helps us out a real heck of a lot. And get on the hotline. Like you're yeah. texting your buddy right now. Anyway, you're gonna call you know, your, your mom or your significant other or your boss tomorrow, like same messaging rates apply as, you know, just like when you text your mama, like it says right there on the bottom of your screen, hit the text line 204-816-TIPS, 816-8477. It's very similar to Crime Stoppers uh, back in the day. If you're, you're yes, a Winnipeg kid and you remember Stoppers. that 786 tips, we got 816 <laughs> tips here uh, on Bonfire Sports. So hit that up. Uh, and uh, we'll be sure to get your voicemails on the air. We'll read yep. your text. Be sure to leave your name uh, so we can give you a shout out as well. But uh, everybody in the live chat today, waiters and and Don and and Scott awesome. Roger Love and uh, everybody, uh, I can I can just go through the list forever. Uh, big shout out to uh, everybody who's come back again. Got Milt, uh, the Barflies, uh, Hammy, Sard, Brett Olson, all of you, Hadley. huge, huge. Yeah, Canadian Hadley. football oh. countdown. Yeah, everybody's been been in today, uh, which is just awesome to see. So, uh, Donnie boy, thanks for for popping in. Thanks for watching live. Last word from you, Zach. 
I I gotta say, Darren, like I don't talk to my friends every day, but I'm I don't I'm pretty much looking forward to talking to this this look at these kind eyes, this nice beard. I, I'm looking forward <laughs> to talking to some Darren bombing tomorrow. Oh, I thought you were talking about yourself. You were like this no, beard. Oh no, no, not me, not me. I, I'm <laughs> I'm looking forward to talking to you, buddy, and chopping it up, stoking the fire on our second and our last Wednesday midweek show. We're gonna maybe we're gonna we're gonna tease our first fan guest. He's not coming on this week, but uh, I have an exciting, exciting fan guest that's gonna come on. It's gonna be great. We're gonna talk a little bit about that Grey Cup ring. Uh, who knows? Maybe we're gonna tease some prizes that are gonna mm. cut your way for listening, folks. Uh, yeah, we don't want to say too much, but it's gonna uh, be it's gonna be awesome though. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Forward to it, guys, and uh, we'll we'll see everybody tomorrow night. And don't forget to listen to that podcast and and do hit up the tip line because if you're like me, you're always thinking about the bombers, even when your wife is talking to you. Um, so well, I I, I got bombers. Speaking but, of the text line, I I got okay. one. Yeah. So they didn't leave their name, but they're saying, "Are the blue bombers making cuts tomorrow?" I, I don't oh, believe question. so. They're going to uh, come back to Winnipeg, break Two everything days. down. Yeah, it's unclear right now oh, with really? the, the the work stoppage and, and the delay to training camp and everything. Uh, everything got shifted around. So the, the cut down dates have all moved. They did need to cut down to 75 back on Saturday following that first preseason game. No word when they need to set their actual roster. Um, there's still a bunch of games to be played uh, in the CFL, right? Like they're still... Right. Like the Riders got to play in three days. They're going to play on Friday night in BC. That game is also on TSN. I'm looking forward to that one. Maybe we'll see some Fajardo. I would like to see a little Nathan Rourke uh, at yes. the controls of the BC Lions offense Absolutely. and uh, some of the receivers they have there as well. But uh, bonfire midweek, Wednesday night, that is tomorrow, or if you want to be technical, today, 7.30 p.m. And then we're going to go Tuesday nights all season long. Tuesday nights, 7.30, right here on Bonfire Sports. This happy Bomber fan next to me, this curmudgeonly Blue Bombers reporter, uh, bringing you uh, some fun stuff every week. And Vicky said cuts on Saturday. Vicky Short. Again, someone that doesn't have to worry about going to bed early because she's retired. Oh, uh, the, Nice one, Vicky. Thank you. I don't know where you're getting your info, but she she knows. She knows her stuff. And again, check out Ray and Benny Talk Sports. They're on YouTube. Maybe they'll drop it in the chat here or or just uh, I'll tweet it out. Uh, great guys, and they have a live YouTube show. They cover the Bombers, but also every other sport you can think of. And uh, good night, everyone. It's been great to see you, and we'll see you all, uh, I guess, tomorrow. Let's That's go. That's right. Sleep well, Zach. We'll see you. Okay, Cheers, buddy. everybody. Talk to you.